Machine gun rap for all my niggas in the back. Stadium pack, linebacker, nigga, flash stack. See through yellow lines, rock a fly jersey in the summertime, guard. Magic marker rap, bleed Benadine, relax. Wrote this, coming at your crab ass, coping, snatch your ice off. Chilling in the back, throw the lights off. Yes, people, welcome to another episode of Chin Check. And we are back with the UFC, baby. Um, had a fun ass card from Washington CC that had Alistair Overeem fight Josinio Rosenstruck in the main event. Rest of the card was pretty damn dope as well. But on top of that, we also had the rematch between Andy Ruiz Jr. and Anthony Joshua clash on the dunes. So let us get into the episode and look at these two big ass events from the weekend. Okay, so man, yo, we've just had it. It was the rematch between Andy Ruiz Jr. and Anthony Joshua for um, the WBA Super, the IBF, the WBO, and the IBO Heavyweight titles. Uh, This fight was taking place, well, it took place in uh, Saudi Arabia at a... um, yeah, a, a a completely newly constructed venue just for this event. So that was um that was pretty impressive, you know. Uh now the the crazy thing about this fight was um you know Joshua got knocked out in the first fight. So this time it was always, you know, how was he going to improve? And, you know, when they hit the scales, you could see Joshua's come in a lot lighter. He came in, I believe it's like 10 pounds, well, under 10 pounds lighter than he did in the first fight. So this time around, he was 237 pounds in the first fight, Joshua weighed 247.8 pounds. So, yeah, you could definitely see, all right, you know, he, he, he's looking to implement a completely different game plan, game plan. On the flip side, Ruiz, who I think everyone thought he was coming in lighter, but um no <laughs> oh my days louise came in a lot heavier this time around he weighed 284 pounds in the first fight louise weighed 268 pounds so he was 20 pounds heavier which i think gave a lot of people pause you know, because it was just like, there was no need to be heavier. No need to be heavier. It was funny, in the um, interviews at, at, after the fight, he said, you know, he thought coming in heavier, he'd have more power, he'd be the stronger fighter. And it was just like, yo, but in the first fight, 
your power was fine. You know what I mean? You knocked Joshua down four times. There, there didn't need to be an increase in power. Because you already had that power. You had that power advantage. So that was a, a, a weird thing. And so I think, yeah, the concern with that, the size of Ruiz this time around was had he lost motivation? Had he just been partying? Had the had the fame and all of that kind of gone to his head? I think that was the talk. So the fight started, and I think we saw what we thought might be happening because Joshua, you know, he he's fighting behind the jab. He was. Really slick, he was moving, you know, he was fainting, he was fighting behind the jab Now, not really a lot of combinations Like, and especially in that first, in the first few rounds, not many combinations It was just throwing out that jab mainly But that was working you know, that was working, that was snapping Ruiz's head back And I think what you noticed was um, Every time, like when Ruiz was getting hit He just looked a bit subdued You know, he didn't look mad He didn't look frustrated Like at first he didn't look frustrated, he just... Looked subdued Like Ugh I um, guess we're doing this You know And that was That was weird That was strange Now I believe it was in the fourth round That they kind of got into a clinch And Ruiz started to throw Like He threw a couple of rabbit punches And then he kind of threw like the these kind of hammer fists down on Joshua's back, which was weird. Like he didn't get called for it, but just doing that in itself was weird. You know, it, it really looked at that point, I think you you saw the frustration that was coming into Ruiz's game. You, you, I believe you definitely saw that So, you know, from that point Now, Joshua is throwing more one-twos you know, he, he's, he's moving in, he, he's, he's still fighting behind that jab But then he, he threw a few hooks, you know, he threw a bit more Now, don't get me wrong Ruiz isn't not doing anything right now He, he is, you know, he's throwing He's hitting uh, Joshua a bit Like they both cut each other um, On the eye In the second round You know so I mean Ruiz was definitely Throwing punches And getting through But He wasn't throwing a lot He wasn't throwing a lot And like one of the things from the first fight was his hand speed. He had great hand speed. We didn't really see that in this fight. 
we didn't really see the vaunted hand speed this time around. He did seem very sluggish in there. And in the seventh round, like, the bell went uh, and Ruiz threw a late shot. It was a late, it didn't hit. Like, luckily it didn't hit, but it was very late. And you were just a bit like, yo, <laughs> what What are you doing, man? That was crazy. So, yeah, you know, I, yeah, Joshua is still, he, he's sticking to his game plan. And I think that's the big thing. That was the real big thing this time around, that Joshua was... You know, he's behind the jab and he's staying behind the jab. He didn't get, like, brought into any brawls or any craziness. You know, every time he was in close, he either clinched or pushed away and then got back to it. Uh, I think Ruiz had a better ninth. He had a better... um, yeah, ninth and tenth round, I'd say. You know, he 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 pushed forward more, did more in those two rounds. He landed a few more shots, but even with landing a few more shots, it still wasn't. Yeah, you know, it still wasn't enough. They, like he still didn't land, you know, a a a great amount. And I think that was Ruiz's problem here. I mean, there was a few. You know, he he was just following Joshua. He wasn't cutting off the ring. Um, as I said, look, he was looking a bit sluggish. He, he his volume wasn't there. So that that was a thing. But yeah, the the, the ninth and tenth were better rounds for him. But. Going into the 11th and 12th, man, you you think that, you know, Ruiz would really step it up. Like, again, I think at the end of the 10th, he did, throw, you know, there was another kind of a late shot. But the 11th and the 12th rounds, man, like, yeah, Ruiz didn't really step it up. Joshua just kept to the plan, landing well, moving well. Yo, his gas tank stayed all the way. And I think that was a testament to him coming in 10 pounds lighter. I think that's, yeah, that's what Joshua needs. I don't think he, he, you know, he doesn't need to be like crazy big or anything like that. Because when we look at it, look, Wilder isn't a huge heavyweight. But he's got that sick power. So the power's there. You've either got the power or you don't got the power. Now, yes, you can put on a muscle. Muscle will help slightly. But it's not going to, you know, give you knockout power if you don't. You know what I mean? Even if you've never had knockout power, putting on muscle isn't going to really give you knockout power. You know, is it's all about the technique and the way you're throwing your punches. So, yeah, I think we saw, you know, all all the things Joshua had done to lead into this fight was paying off. Like, 
there was a bit towards the end of the 12th and Ruiz was just like, come fight me, come fight me. And Ruiz was like, no, <laughs> and just stay behind the jab. And he was just like, yeah, of course he's not going to come in <laughs> towards the end of the fight. Because the only way you can win is by knockout. So, yeah, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. That'd be crazy. But, um, yeah, Joshua, you know what I mean? 12th round ended. Um, and, yeah, Joshua, Joshua won. Because, you know, the only way Ruiz was going to, you know, bring this home was by a knockout. Or... Like a knockout, or he probably had to win. I'd, I'd say probably get net knockdowns in the last four rounds, get 10 eights in the last four. That, that might have brought it back around, but yeah, no, it, it, it wasn't gonna happen. And the judges, you know, um, Joshua won unanimous decision. 118, 110, twice, and 119, 109. So, um, yeah, Joshua is the two-time, two-time WBA super, IBF, WBO, and IBO world champion. So, um, yeah, so not bad, not bad at all. Right, um, and I think Joshua was already the WBA champion. Uh, yeah, I like it's very confusing with the whole super and then yeah, but whatever, whatever. Uh, yeah, it was, it was you know a real good display from uh, Joshua to get that win, you know, to bring it back. Um. Yeah, I don't know. At, at the end of the fight, uh, you know, Ruiz was talking about wanting a, you know, a third fight. Haven't heard any talk about there being a rematch clause in the contract. Like, I don't think there was. So I I would assume that yeah that if they fight again, it won't be anytime soon. I am here. There is has been talk of Dylan White as maybe a um an opponent for Joshua, but I I think that Joshua, you know, maybe he just waits for the winner of Wilder Fury. You know that could be a thing, but yeah, I I I think that's what is on the horizon for Joshua next. Like unification fights You know And then We might see a uh, A third fight with Ruiz But it will be interesting to see What Ruiz does next And you know that next fight How he comes in You know what I mean Like How heavy is he going to be like, what's he going to look like in there? Because he really didn't look very motivated. Now, that doesn't mean that he didn't... Like, he was coming forward. 
He was trying to land. You know, he, he, he didn't give up. But he just didn't look as slick as he did in that first fight. So, yeah, I, I think this is what will be interesting to see in his next fight. Like, can he regain that motivation that won him the belt? But uh, yeah, this was a uh, this wasn't like it wasn't a bad fight. Yeah, Joshua stayed behind the jab, but you know that was good boxing. Like yeah, it wasn't a uh, you know a barn burner or anything crazy like that. But it was good boxing. So um, yeah, not bad, not bad. I think the the next I don't know I don't know I think the next big fight. Really is Wilder Fury So, um, yeah, looking forward to that February, baby Yo, so it was real good to um, have the UFC back this weekend And looking at the card, it looked like it would be Looked like it'd be decent But, you know, with all the There's a lot around it You know, like Walt Harris had to drop out because of just the horrendous events happening to his poor family. Then there's the whole um, Stephen Smith, um, you know, fight like hell uh, connection, which is crazy good. But God damn it, it it's just like, oh, man, seeing all these little visionettes, visionettes, vigilettes. Little things, you know, trailers, whatever they are Vignettes Uh, I don't know if that's right But you know what I'm talking about, people Yeah, seeing all of those about cancer and stuff like that Is a bit difficult at times You know what I mean? Like, don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with it But it's just like It's kind of sad, man You know? It is a bit sad But With all of that Yo, this was a fun Card We really got some good fights The crowd Crowd were a bit Yeah I don't know man, the crowd were a bit Like, ungrateful But Yeah, no, it was A lot of fun You know what I mean, and it Cormier and Felder did a great job uh, Commentating and everything like that 12 fights So, um, yeah, let's, uh, let's get to it So our first fight was Trevor Smith against Mahmoud Muradov In um, the early prelims And, uh, yeah, this... Whoa, yeah, the, the card started right, man Like, um, yeah, straight out the gate Muramov, um, you know, he came out He was using a jab really well uh, Also, he, he was coming with um, a nice overhand as well After the jab a lot of the time Real good footwork, real crisp You know, getting in and out really well uh, Smith, you know, he, 
I think because of the way um, Muradov was moving, it made Smith lunge a lot. You know, he was trying to land, so he's lunging. And he was just following Muradov around too much, rather than trying to cut the um, octagon off. Um, And Muradov landed a... Oh, my God. He did a sweet... Jumping kick At the end of the round That just landed Crisp On Smith's chin It was like whoa Um Second round Uh you know Smith was landing Um some big shots early You know Like made a few changes Landed some big shots But then he, I don't know, he just moved away. He he didn't really follow the shots up. You know, he needed to throw in bunches more. But yeah, um, you know, but he wasn't. And Mumarov was able to circle out of um of trouble. You know, when Smith tried to corner him. And it allowed him to really start attacking the body. Um, And you could see that it was starting to drain Smith. You know, at the the end of the second round, Mumarov got a, a takedown. And... Yeah, he he sunk in a rear naked And you just thought, oh, it's done But, yeah, buzzer went Ah, it was just too late Just too late to really, um, you know Do anything with it So, last round And um, Mumarov just was continuing With the um, killer body work You know, he, he was... Oh man, really connecting uh, Then, you know, going to the body Which then allowed him to um, go for the head And he was landing repeatedly You know, just really wearing on Smith um, You know, Smith tried to come forward with pressure But, uh, you know, just wasn't really sustaining anything, you know, and then just minutes left in the fight, Mumamov landed a right to the body, oh man, then re, re-up with that same right with a just on point over the top um shot that just oh man it connected with Smith knocked his mouth piece out spun him around and he just went limp on the ground it was it was a brutal knockout man a brutal knockout but just a perfect 
way for Muradov to finish the fight. You know, it was just a cherry on top for him because he had put in some fantastic work. Oh man, yeah. And boy, that just the crowd went silent, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was a real good fight. Um and that oh that was at middleweight, by the way. So then we jumped to the women's strawweight division. So we had um Verma Janjiroba uh, against Mallory Martin. So both Invicta veterans. Um, Martin was a late replacement, and um, you know what I mean. Martin and she's man, she's ferocious, and she's been fighting really well in Invicta. So you know this looked like it was going to be a good fight. Uh, so um. Jay Jaroba, you know, she um she got a really good takedown in the first round because like Martin, you know, she was throwing hands, but she overcommitted, which just opened her up to the takedown. Um but because um JGO she went for the takedown, Martin um threw on a guillotine. So had a guillotine, which was um it, it looked a bit tight, but then th- there's always that point where you realize, okay, I'm not gonna get it. So let me let go. Because if I keep it too long, I'm either gonna you know just tire out my arm or I'm gonna open myself up to uh head arm choke. And um yeah. That's um, that's what happened. That's what happened, man. And um, yeah, it it was looking really tight, really tight. But uh, yeah, Martin was able to escape it. Uh, kept a composure. Yeah, was able to escape back to the feet. When they're back on the feet, yeah, Martin was. Man, she was landing, you know, and she was doing a great job, real good job, but, yeah, a a bit too much aggression, which then opened her up to another takedown at the end of the round. Second round started, um, Martin, again, came out aggressive, throwing good hands, but again, Again, overextended herself. Um, JJ Roba got another takedown. This time, she took the back, and as as soon as she had the back, it it was it was over because um yeah, JJ Roba just sunk in that rear naked, and that was all she wrote. Man, it was just like woo, it was done. It was done. But, you know, like, you know, J.G. Roba, she she was an, you know, she was a strawweight champion in Victor. So we know the caliber of fighter she is. And Martin, she she's younger in the game. And she put on a, she, she showed some 
promising moments in the fight it was just the aggression that um lost to this one and in the past the aggression has paid off for her you know has um got her through some tough situations and then won of the fight you know what i mean but i i think Hopefully what she takes away from this fight is Yo, there's there's times when you just have to You know, like, focus You just have to control it You know what I mean? You can't be too reckless And once she gets a handle on that Yo, I think the sky could be the limit for her But she is very talented Uh, Yeah it, it, it just, um, you know, it just loses it for, um, you know, sometimes, and this was that time. But yes, so now we are on to the main prelim card. So the um, the main prelim card started with the return of Matt Wyman, um, and he was facing Joe Selecchio. Um, or Selecki, yeah, um, yeah, there's no O, um, I don't know why, Selecki O is just Selecki, Joe Selecki, uh, and this is at Lightweight, um, this fight really was all about, um, I mean, Selecki's ground game, you know, uh, essentially, every round started with Wyman. Like first round, Wyman came out. He he was throwing some leg kicks, but Selecki just came in with a real well time takedown. And once he got him down, it was just Selecki's control game was phenomenal. It really was um, Like, you know, Wyman tried to turn, tried to buck But Selecki just rode every transition You know, from back to front Just, you know, never lost position Never lost position And just rained down with the ground and pound And yeah, so that was the first same thing happened in the second round And the same thing happened in the third Selecki was just a beast out there You know um, Whiteman did get a reversal at the very end of the um, third round But it was weird I, I, I think he was just mad frustrated Because he did... Didn't really do anything. He just was like screaming at Selecki. You know, I, I I couldn't really get what he's saying, but something like he's a veteran and blah blah blah. But yeah, it, it was kind of crazy. But you know, the reversal came with like seconds left, so there wasn't really time to try and get you know, no real time for a submission or. Yeah, and he didn't really rain down any ground and pound or anything like that. So, yeah, this was a a real good unanimous decision win for um, Joe Selecki. 
you know and uh yeah Wyman is still chasing that um that elusive victory so um yeah next fight whoo and you know i this fight is is getting talked about boy trust but yeah it was um Bryce Fug Nasty Mitchell against Matt Sales. And um, you know, Sales ain't a bad fighter. Ain't bad fighter at all. But, you know, we've seen Bryce Mitchell and what he what he did on the Ultimate Fighter. And um Yo, my man did it again. This was oh, this was crazy. So Straight away, um, Bryce, you know, he he gets a takedown, gets a takedown, and just controlled sales, just controlled him on the ground. Um, yeah, whatever sales did, Bryce just rode with it again, just like Selecki, rode with all the transitions, and um. Man, what he pulled off was just pretty damn sweet. Pretty damn sweet. So, um, I I think uh what happened? I think he had had the back and sales like turned. So Mitchell kind of hooked his leg, had the had control of the arm. Put it behind his neck, then brought his arm around, grabbed it. Yo, homie only locked up a twister. It was just the way he did it, it was so damn slick. So damn slick and quick. You know? It is it was just fantastic. And as soon as he locked it up, sales pretty much had to tap straight away. It, oh man, it was something else It really was You know, and <laughs> Again he He's um, In ring uh, Talk with Anik was Hilarious Hilarious So it'll be interesting to see If Reebok make him those camo shorts <laughs> Oh man uh, so next up, we had um, Jacob Kilburn against Billy Billy Quarantilio Quarantilio at a at featherweight, and God damn it, man. This was, I don't even know, this fight was ridiculous, like, Quilentilio, he, he just dismantled the whole thing, you know, it, it was insane, like, Kilburn, he showed a lot of heart. He, you know what I mean? He showed a lot of heart because it was a one-sided 
beatdown. It's a one-sided beatdown up in there, yo. It was. It was. It, it basically. <sighs> it was like I don't know if uh, Francis Ngannou fought Demetrius Johnson. Yo, it, it was just some. It looked like a mismatch. But they were both the same size, you know what I mean? But they both same size. But that's what it looked like. That one fighter was just way overqualified. You know what I mean? It was like Kilburn was a newbie in there. Which, you know, obviously it sounds disrespectful. But you know, because I'm sure Kilburn is mad skilled. But Quintarillo, ugh, such a hard name. You know, he was, man, he he was just focused. He had one goal, and that was to get the win. You know, second round, it, it was just pretty much the same. Another just a ruthless beating. Just another ruthless beating that thankfully ended when he he sunk in a triangle yeah he's just sunk in a triangle and just choked Kilburn out because boy it it was not a pretty fight and I I think if he hadn't have got the triangle I think the referee was gonna stop that fight because it was Oh, it was brutal. It was so goddamn brutal, man. Um, next, we went up to welterweight, and we had Tiago Alves against Tim the Dirty Bird Means. So, um, you know, these dudes—they've, I mean, they've been fighting for days. So, yo, th- this. You know what I mean? You kind of felt this was going to be a good one. Um, and, you know, it, like, it started off with a lot of feeling out, you know? But both came to fight. So it, it was pretty close at first. You know what I mean? Both landing, both, you know what I mean? Just good footwork. Um... Uh, but you know, I I think means he landed a real hard left that put Alvarez down, and um, he he followed that up with just a lot of ground and pound, man. He just was like boom, going for it, and then he just grabbed a um, a guillotine. And that was it. That was it. So, yo, I mean, it it wasn't a long fight. It it probably went halfway through the first round. But, yeah. Yeah, means just. I think once he had the opening, that was it. That was it. And, look. I think Alvarez could probably compete with you know the 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 lower um 
to lower ranked fighters in the welterweight division. He probably should call it quits though. You know what I mean? Because he's just he's had over 30 fights. You know, as a professional. So you just think about how many amateur fights he's had. And you know, just gym wars and all of that kind of thing. So it's just a bit like if he yes, he could fight on, but is it worth taking that much more damage? You know what I mean? I don't know. Like obviously it's up to him, but <sighs> don't know, man. It's brutal, right? Um but yeah. We then go to the Bantam way. And we had Rob Font against Ricky Simone. So, uh, you know, Font is coming off a win, but he hadn't fought for over, I think, just over a year. And Simone coming off that defeat to um, Uriah Faber on his comeback. So uh, that was going to be the first fight in the main card. And people, this was a great fight to start the main card with. Font and Simone, man. They are, man, they are just two top-level fighters. And um, yo, it really showed. The first round was crazy busy. You know what I mean? So Font, he was coming with a lot of early pressure. Landed a takedown. Simone got up. Um, you know, yeah, he kind of got up pretty much straight away. Um, they're on their feet, and then he's it looks like he's stunned Fon, you know. Um, and uh, he, you know, he landed his own takedown. I from there. It was pretty much back and forth, you know, pretty much back and forth, um, like, yeah, Simone was, um, I think he landed a couple more takedowns, but Font was just landing really well on the feet, so, man, this, this was... It was such a close round, really hard to, um, yeah, really hard to score, you know what I mean? Um, second round, I think Font really utilised the jab, you know, he, he, he was just pistoning that thing out, um, and he, he, with that he was able to control the distance really well. Uh, Simone, he got a couple of takedowns, but wasn't really able to implement anything with them. So, I think it's really dependent on what the judges are seeing and how they're scoring. But this, the second round was definitely more a font round. It was, I, I feel it was easier to score uh, Third round Yeah, third round was just 
man, back and forth again, crazy back and forth round, you know, Font landed, he probably landed the most, but Simone, hey, he's still able to get those takedowns, you know, I think Font looked to, um, I think he, 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 it looked like he hurt, um, Simone a bit, um, and also, I think, uh, Font was snapping Simone's head back every time he landed, so it was just a bit like, ah, yeah, it was tough, and, you know, Font was controlling the center of the, um, octagon, so, it was close, but, yeah, I, I, I wasn't really surprised when, um, you know, Font got a, uh, got a unanimous decision on that one, but it was a fun fight, definitely a fun fight, so next up, staying in the bantamweight division, we had uh, Song Yadong against Cody Stamen. So, just another high-level fight. Yo, it was just like, this was just, this card, man. Just a great card. And, um, yeah, I think it started off and they were feeling each other out. You know, feeling each other out. But then, um, Yadong was, um, that he came with a couple of, um, yeah, real good flurries. Just moving forward, pushing, uh, Stamen back. Stamen, though, uses, uses that forward motion to, um, get a well-timed takedown. Um, Yadong, he, uh, he threw on a guillotine, which he used to get get out of um, you know the precarious situation, and then get back to his feet. But uh, he then threw a knee to the head, threw a knee to the head, and as soon as he did it. You just saw the realisation that, yeah, Stamen had a knee down. So, yeah, he was a grounded opponent. Because this, Washington was using the old rules. So, yeah, it made Stamen grounded. Which, yeah, not great. Not great. Um, Hank... Once the fight restarted, um, Yudong was, you know, he was he was peppering um, Stamen with his jab, uh, but then um, you know Stamen did get a a takedown towards the end of the round. Second round started, and it was back and forth. It was back and forth. Yudong was throwing... You know, he was throwing a lot of one-twos. But Stamen, you know, gets another takedown. 
Um, yeah, and and he kind of controlled it. Yadong did end on top after reversal, but he had spent the most of the round on his back. Third round, and um, yes, Stamen got an early takedown this time around. And he just controlled everything. You know? Yadong. I don't know. It it was weird. Like in the previous round, Yadong, he he worked hard and he got back to his feet. You know what I mean? He was moving. He he wasn't stagnant on his back. This round, it it's like he just didn't just didn't seem to have that same energy, that same Urgency to to get out of the situation, but it was um yeah it was a weird situation because you know I think after that third round, and the fact that Stamen got takedowns in all the rounds, you know all the rounds with a lot of control time, but yeah at the end it was a draw. It was a majority draw, which was a big shock. And I think from the look of, um, you know, Yadong, I think he realised himself that, yeah, it, it, it wasn't really a draw. Wasn't really a draw. But I don't know. What can you do, man? Uh, so next up. We um we stayed at Bantamweight, but we went to the uh, the ladies division, and we had Yana Kutsunsaya against Aspen Lad, and um yeah this was this was going to be an interesting one because you know Lad was coming off of that really quick knockout from um, Jermaine Duranjami. And Kutsun Saya, after losing to Cyborg in her first fight, oh, she'd been looking good. She'd been looking good in the octagon. So, um, yeah, first round, and Lad, you know, she went pretty much straight, straight for Kutsun Kaya, um, got her up against the fence, and implemented a clinch game but you know I, I think what was a bit surprising was the fact that Kusun Sky was able to control the clinch you know Lad didn't have it all her own way uh, Lad did get a, a real nice body lock um um a body lock sweep when they were off the fence and then when um yeah went crazy with the ground and pound um she got a little bit wild with it though which then allowed Kutsunskaya to reverse her at the bell so I think that was yeah, I, I, you know, the corner did have a word with Lad about that. Not to be a bit more controlled, 
you know what I mean, be a little bit more controlled and and just not throw positions away. Second round, um, you know, Lad came forward a lot with um, pressure, looking to land combinations. Kunsan Sky was was throwing some nice leg kicks. Uh, Lad tried for a takedown, couldn't really, couldn't really land. Um, because uh, Kutzkansaya had a nice underhook, uh, but towards the end of the round, Land did land an, a good takedown, and then came with some real nice ground and pound. So I, 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 and I think the ground and pound was starting to wear on Kutzkansaya. So with. The way those rounds had been going, even with the reversal at the end of the first round, I think you could say, I think it would be fair to say that Lad was probably up two rounds. Probably up two rounds. (laughs) Oh, man. Yo, Lad's corner, man, they... They didn't, you know, they didn't let her rest on her laurels. They let her have it. It was crazy. Yo, they were just like, yo, you got to finish it. You got to show your worth. You got to come out. You got to do your thing. Got to take her out. Take her out. And, um, (laughs) yeah, They, they lit that. Fire, you know what I mean? They lit that fire, and so Lad came out, and um, man, she just put Kutskanskaya down with a left hook, a crazy left hook, then just went to town on her. She just was throwing so much heat down that the ref just had to stop it. It was crazy shit. It was crazy. But it was just insane. The fact, like, the the, the talk that she had in her corner in between rounds and then the fire she came out with. And I, I think this was definitely the performance Lad needed after that last fight, because I think a lot of people may have thought that maybe, you know what I mean, she was, like, too big for the weight, maybe that she just didn't really want it, you know, there's probably a lot of things going around, but, yo, with this performance, <sighs> lad just, yo, she's showing proof, for real, ah, so after that, we we went up to heavyweight, went up to heavyweight, and we had Ben Rothwell, Ben Ben Rothwell even against Stefan the Skyscraper Struve, and um, yeah. So first round, Rothwell like he came out looking to close the distance, you know, because Struve just had that. A crazy reach advantage You know, so 
yeah, he, he was trying to um, get in up on Struve and, and was able to get him against the fence, trying for a takedown. But, um, you know, Struve is a wily veteran and he landed a. Um, yeah, he, he, he got the underhooks, he got away from the fence and landed a clean. Head kick on Rothwell. It was man, you just the way that foot connected, you're just like, How is Rothwell still standing? It was crazy. Um, but yeah, he he ate it, <laughs> he ate it. Um, but after that, Rothwell. He, uh, he threw a leg kick and it hit Struve. Oh man, it hit Struve low. Now, to be fair with Rothwell, it was kind of on the belt. It was kind of on the belt, and I think if 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 it was a, a, a you know a regular sized guy, it probably would have been a fine kick, but. You know, it, it 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 was just the top of the cup, and Struve went down. Like you don't really see people go down as just hard as Struve went down. And the crazy thing was, like what I was saying about the Washington crowd, man, they were booing Struve on the floor. It was insane. It was just like, you know, they showed the replay. You know, it was like they showed the replay of Struve getting kicked in the balls. And the crowd were just booing him. Like, when Struve was able to get to his feet. Like, every time he stood up straight, they cheered. But when he hunched over, they booed him. It was crazy. It was just some crazy-ass shit. It was like... Washington, what the fuck, people? Ah, oh. but um, you know, luckily the fight was able to um restart, and yeah, when it restarted, Rothwell, he was pushing forward. Um, you know, Struve, hi. <sighs> He was able to, you know, throw a variety of kicks and keep Rothwell at bay for the rest of the round. But I think you could see Struve still wasn't quite right. Still wasn't quite right. So, second round. And, yeah, Rothwell is, you know, he's he's moving forward again, trying to close that distance. Um, Struve using those kicks well, using the kicks well, but he get caught with another low blow, another low blow, and yeah, went down like a sack of potatoes again. But this time around, it, he didn't utilize the full amount of time. And, you know, I, I I think the crowd was booing, uh, which probably made him feel a bit 
you know, self-conscious And so the fight started I'd say probably sooner than it should have Probably sooner than it should have um, The ref did take a point away from Rothwell though um, Yeah So when it restarted Rothwell really kind of went at it there's, you know, he's a point down, so you 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 knew that was gonna happen. Struve threw a leg kick, um, which Rothwell blocked, and yeah, so Rothwell blocked the leg kick, and Struve straight away just you could see that that hurt Struve's leg, so Struve is limping. And he kind of stumbles back up against the fence. So Rothwell moves in, landing a clean uppercut that, yeah, just puts Struve down. And, yeah, once Struve was down, Rothwell just came with the punches Came with the punches and the referee stopped the fight. And the killer of it was with seconds left in the round. Seconds left in the round. You just felt so bad for Struve. It was such a, you know, it wasn't a great situation. But, hey, what can you do? You know what I mean? What can you do? Yeah, it it wasn't good, but man, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what you can do about the um the low kicks. Like obviously you can take a point away, but the the guy that's been low kicked, you know, he's compromised. He he's straight up compromised. So, like. You know, and you could say maybe give them longer than five minutes, but yo, that's gonna just fuck up the complete flow of everything. And even then, what's the good amount of time? You know? Yeah, it's just a I don't know, it's a crazy situation. Um so we're now at the co main event of the evening, strawweight fight. It's Marina Rodriguez against Cynthia Calvillo. Um, yeah, good fight, man. Good fight. Now, Rodriguez was a replacement, but um, I think uh, Claudia Gaudea pulled out. Like, I think she pulled out like six weeks ago. I think around about the time of the China card. So Rodriguez had, you know, she had a decent camp. She was able to have a decent camp, um, yet to give her time for this fight. And, yo, this was a, a crazy fight. Now, Rodriguez's background is Muay Thai. Um, and Calvino trained... For the majority of her camp in um in Thailand, uh, Tiger Muay Thai. So, you know, I think she kind of felt that she had the, definitely the right camp for this opponent. Um, but 
you know, the, the, the fight started with, um, you know, Kavino was doing a lot to try and circumvent Rodriguez's reach, you know, just a lot of um, moving forward with the jab, you know, trying to herky-jerky movements, trying to, um, you know, faint her way in. But Rodriguez started slowly, um, slowly just to, oh man, just, you know, counter, counter at first, but then she started to um, come with flurries, just moving forward, like, you know, just Five, like six, eight punch combinations, uh, and man, it was it was really. She was really kind of utilizing her knees, Rodriguez. Um, you know, at first she was landing good knees on the um, on the exit from a clinch. But then, you know, even in the clinch, she started to throw knees as well. That were just, they were connecting. And it did look like they were hurting Calvillo, you know. Um, Yeah, which wasn't good. She landed a few to the head as well. And you're just like, I don't know. How much more like Calvillo can take of that, you know? Um, now Calvillo did get a couple of takedowns, though, did get a couple of takedowns. Um, the first, like, she took her down, held her for a little, but wasn't able to do a crazy amount with it. The second, um, yeah, she was able to close out the round with it and land a lot more punches. So, second round started, and um, yeah, Calvino just couldn't get inside. Just couldn't get inside. You know, like the first round, like Rodriguez was doing what really well on the feet, but it was close. Because of the takedowns, you know, but that, the second round, whoosh, second round was just Rodriguez, you know, she, she was just, like, she was controlling it, but she wasn't throwing a lot, you know what I mean, um, but she, she was loading up with power. So this round, she wasn't throwing a lot of volume, but she was looking to damage with some power shots. Um, still utilizing good knees though. Still like utilizing good knees and kicks to the midsection, which I think the thinking was because Calvio missed weight. The a, a, and a lot of times when a fighter misses weight. They're susceptible to, um, yeah, kicks to the stomach. You know, that is really draining. 
So yeah, that that seemed to be the game plan the the second round, man. Um, and uh, yeah, it was definitely a tough round, but and, and a clear round for Rodriguez. Third round started, and um, yeah, I think we saw some really good corner work. This card, you know, as I said, like lads corner, great work. Um, Justin Buckhold. You know, he really, you know, I mean, he, he was just like, look, you got to do it. You got to do it. And Calvino is just like, I got this. And she came out really determined, came out really determined. And she got an early takedown, got an early takedown. And oh, my gosh, she rained down hellfire on Rodriguez, she was just going for it, it was insane, and, and, like, the ref was definitely looking at it, like, oh, should I, should I stop it, Rodriguez was able to, um, you know, move position a few times, which showed that she was trying to defend herself, but, yeah, yeah, Calvillo really turned things around, Rodriguez was able to get to her feet, but it was just like 30 seconds left in the round, um, so yeah, this was definitely a Calvillo round, and you just wondered, how are they going to score it? Because it was such a dominating performance. You're thinking, maybe it could be a 10-8. But because she did get up towards the end, what was going to happen? And uh, I I know Rodriguez might have been a bit surprised about it. But the judges gave this as another draw. And I think... I can't remember another card where we've had two draws. But yeah, I and I have to say, like the um the Stamen Young Sedong fight was you know I mean that was bullshit. That w- should have been a f- win for Stamen, but this I think a draw was a, a, a I think it was a good call. But yeah, the second round definitely Rodriguez. The first round, it was close. It was close. But, and I, I think what happened was, I think most of the judges gave this third round as a 10-8 for Calvillo. And, yo, that is definitely a fair assessment. So, I was definitely not mad that, um, yeah, that's what happened with this one. But it was definitely a good fight, and it, I mean, both have got a, a lot to take away from this one. Because Calvillo, I think it's just work on circumventing the reach, you know what I mean? And definitely working on that weight cut. But And Rodriguez, yo, she needs to work on the um, takedown defense. But good fight, definitely a good fight. So now we're in the main event. And uh, we had Jalzinho Rosenstroke, who was a late replacement uh, against Alistair Overeem. Damn, a militia man against 
Biggie Boy. Heavyweight clash, man. And um, this was always going to be an interesting fight because we'd seen Rosenstruck just shut the lights out of everyone. And um, Oren had... He'd made a good resurrection of himself after... Um, I think his last knockout was Ngano. I think Ngano. Or was it Blades? It might have been Curtis Blades, actually. But yeah, since that fight, Overeen had been putting on some good performances. So it was just like, can his experience get him through this? So, yeah, I think first round, it was a bit tentative to start. But then Overeen, you know, he was moving forward, looking for openings. Rosenstruck threw some leg kicks. But, um, yeah, that was kind of it. He didn't really do much else. Overeen, um, you know, he shot and got a, a real nice takedown. You know, and was was able to control the round from there. Like, it was weird, like, Rosenstruck, he just didn't know what to do when he was on his back. Didn't really know what to do. So, second round was a lot quieter. Overeem, he wasn't able to get a takedown. He, he was trying to, you know, he came in to try and get it, but was controlling, you know, was controlling the clinch against the fence. Um... As the round went on, Rosenstrike started to come forward more, throwing a few more shots. But, uh, yeah, I, I tell you, another round for Overeem. Third round, Overeem, you know, he um, picked up the pace, definitely picked up the pace this time. Um, uh, a bit, um, he was cautious. You know, trying to avoid getting a hit by that big hand of Rosenstruck. But he he landed with some real good shots flush on Rosenstruck. You know, and shots that he'd knocked people out with in the past. So I think it definitely demonstrated Rosenstruck's chin. You know what I mean? Um... Yeah, Rosenstruck, he was coming forward at times, but never really unloaded with anything. You know, Overeen, he was able to get um, another takedown towards the end of the round and got off a little ground and pound. So, fourth round, and ah, Rosenstruck had... Yeah, you know, he he had a better round, had a better round, um, strike wise. Came forward a lot more. Um, Overeen, he he was able to like roll with the punches. You know, he was just bit, he was very wily. You know, he's just able to roll with things, kind of avoid, you know, the the, the heavy onslaughts. Which was good, 
but I th- I think you could see that Overeen was um he was getting tired. Overeen was getting tired. So with the fifth round, yeah, fifth round, you're wondering what was going to happen because yeah, Overeen was tired, but Rosenstruck still wasn't really pushing things a great deal. You know what I mean, so. Yeah, it was going like that, and I I think it was just the um the grappling that Overeen had implemented this fight was wearing on him. Um, but Overeen was still doing his thing. Do you know what I mean? Still doing his thing. Um, yo, know, landing good shots, moving. And and it was working. It was working until it wasn't. Until it wasn't, man. It was oh, it was crazy. Rosenstruck came in with a one-two uh just a power right that put Overeen down. Put him down. But the I think the crazy thing about it was though. Overing like Rosentruck landed the right. Overing went down against the fence. And Rosentruck turned around. Turned around for a walkaway knockout. Ref didn't stop the fight. Ref hadn't stopped the fight. And Overing did get up straight away. Overing got up straight away. I, and it, and it's hard to say what really was the factor for the the stoppage. Um, now, Overeem, he 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 was he was a bit shaky on his feet for sure. Was a bit shaky on his feet. I what I think it probably was though was his lip. His lip was just like it was falling off his face. It was. Pretty horrendous, pretty goddamn horrendous. But but the crazy thing is, I think we had like two seconds left. So you kind of think, ah, the ref, if he had let it go, I, I like there wasn't really enough time for anything else to happen. And if that fight continued, Overeem was winning on points. But yeah, the referee called it, which look, when you see Overeem's face, you're kind of like, I I get it, I get it. You know what I mean? And, and you can't be mad at the ref, but you you do kind of think, ah, I feel bad for Overeem, man. Because like two seconds. Two seconds and Rosenstruck was wasn't close to him because he'd walked away. So yeah, like ah, but you know what I mean? It was definitely a good ring for Rosenstruck, and of course he called out Ungano. Of course he called out Ungano. So it will be very interesting to see what actually happens. Um you know, with that, because Ungano doesn't have a fight partner, 
Um, supposedly big things are coming next year. Who knows, like, if what's in store? So it'd be interesting to see what happens. Um, and the bonuses, bonuses, I think the bonuses were kind of easy, this one. So, um, Mukmamad Moradov got one performance of the night. Uh, Rob Font, Ricky Simone got fight of the night. And yeah, can't, can't deny that. And obviously, Bryce Fugnasty Mitchell got a performance of the night for that sweet twister. Um, so yeah, great card, great fights. But people, we know it's all about 245 next week. 245 next week, people. Oh my god. This card is ah oh, this card is just looking insane. The card looks insane. You know what I mean you you just look at the fights. Look at the fights. It's a 13 bout card, right? So we have got like Jessica I against Viviana Arario. Brandon Moreira, Brandon Moreno against Kai Cara France, Daniel Tamor against Chase Hooper, Matt Brown, Matt Brown, who hasn't fought since 2017, is fighting Ben Saunders. That's going to be one hell of a fight. It's going to be one hell of a fight, man. Ketlin Vieira against Irena Aladana, just crazy, Mike Perry, Jeff Neal, Peter Yang, Uriah Faber, Jose Aldo against Marlon Moraes, that's a fight, now, it's going to be interesting to see if Aldo firstly makes that bantamweight cut, and then how he actually performs at it. But then, three title fights. Amanda Nunes against Jermaine Duranami. Max Holloway against Alexander Volkov, Volkanovski. And then Kamara Usman against Colby Covington. This is a great frigging card, man. And if this was the last UFC event of the year, whoo! You couldn't be mad at that. Definitely could not be mad at that. But we do have... um, Yeah, we do have the card the following week, December 21st from Korea. Which will have the Korean Zombie against Frankie Edgar now. Which is like, oh shit. But yeah... UFC 245, just can't wait, man. And we will have that next week. So make sure you tune in, people.
Okay, people. So we're um coming to the end of another episode. Uh, we've got some fight news before we bounce, though. Um, Sergio Pettis will be making his Bellator debut against Alfred Kashayankian on January the 25th, and that is the card that will be headlined by Chris Cyborg and Julia Budd. Um, that will also be um, Cyborg's debut. Um, for Bellator as well uh, Some other news So um, Anthony Smith and Glover Texeria Have been um, talking about a potential fight next year Sounds like they both eager They're just trying to sort out a location Texeria wants um, Brasilia Anthony Smith doesn't really want to go to Brazil for a fight uh, On similar news Leon Edwards is um, looking like he will be fighting Tyrone Woodley next But Tyrone Woodley doesn't want to fight at UFC London in March So um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see what happens with that Edwards thinks that um, Woodley could be pressured into fighting in London But yeah, I don't know We will see uh, In um, UFC Rio Rancho On the 15th of February New Mexico uh, It will be the first time That a husband and wife Fight on the same card Mark De La Rosa Will be fighting Rulan Pavi And um his wife Montana De La Rosa will be fighting Maria Romero Borrello. Uh, so that should be interesting. Montana is definitely on a roll. So um, yeah, it, I think Mark will have to be uh, trying to see if he can live up to his wife's potential on that front. Um, also in February. Uh, the Auckland card on the 22nd, Karolina Kovejevic will be fighting Yang Jayon. Um, so that will be um, Kovejevic is um, first fight in a while, but that's a good thing. But she, you know, what I mean, she was knocked out. Uh, in her last fight And it's always good to um, Get a bit of a break Just to rest man You know um, But people This coming weekend It is all about UFC 245 From Vegas Which has Amanda Nunes Against Jermaine Durandamy Max Holloway against Alexander Volkanovsky and Kamal Usman against Colby Covington. God damn, this is such a fun card. The main card also has Jose Aldo against Marlon Moraz and Pete Peter Yan against Uriah Faber. So um yeah, it's gonna be one hell of a card. And we've also got Quintet Ultra. Coming up 
which will add UFC the Pride V Strike Force. Um, v someone else who I can't even remember, but it'll have another fun week of fights. So um, tune in next week for all the breakdown. Peace.